0: Hare Krishna, good evening everyone. I am Rasatna Das and I welcome all of you for the Secrets of Success show. And today we are going to discuss a very interesting topic and that is battling temptations. Aha! Temptations are very appealing, isn't it? I'm sure you'll agree with this. Temptations are very tempting. And we all get tempted by these temptations. Yeah, I know. I know what you are thinking. And we all face these different types of temptations. And I know we all have our challenges while facing these temptations. We have our own battles while facing and dealing with these temptations. And yes, there are many, many. Oh, wonderful. Hare Krishna also has joined. Welcome, Hare. Great to have you here today. So temptations are all there around us. Let us understand the signs of temptations today. Okay, Hari, I think there is some network issue, but let's continue. But before, my dear friends, before we dive into the topic today, I want to make a quick announcement to all of you. And that is... If you have a pen and paper, that will be nice because that will be uh, helpful to jot down some important points which are relevant to you and you can actually refer them back at your free time. By the way, I should also say that all these sessions are recorded and are uploaded on the Secrets of Success Show right here on CastBox. So at any point and any time when you are free, you can actually go back and listen to all these wonderful sessions that we are discussing here. So, this session also is going to be an interactive session. You can actually call in, you can ask questions, you can uh, get your doubts clarified or you want to share something very important related to temptations. You can always feel free to share all those things right here. This is a wonderful platform that we can all interact. I have some already some questions here and say, uh, I want to discuss about this topic. Great. I'm trying... Sir, but there are some issues with network yeah, yeah, Temptation is the worst thing, sir. Hare Krishna. Yeah, I understand. Actually, we will have a new perspective about our temptations today. And let us deeply understand the science behind these temptations. And uh, that is the reason uh, we are discussing this very important topic. Because we are all crowded and uh, we are bombarded with temptations all around us. Continuously. So now my question to all of you, my question to all of you, thank you so much Hari. What is temptation? What do you think about temptation? What are temptations? How do you define temptations? Let me get some answers from all of you. How do you define temptations? What does temptations mean to you? Okay, let me get some answer from uh, in the comment section because the call option is okay. Desires, I see that there is uh, Vivek saying that there are desires and there are unlimited desires that we have. Just like, you know, we just cannot count the number of waves in an ocean. Similarly, we cannot just count the number of desires that we have, each one of us. And Rohit is saying something which we are doing knowing that it is right from inside. That it is not right from inside. Yes, absolutely. Good. Very nice. So temptation can be defined or one of the definition of temptation is it is a intense desire to do something wrong in spite of knowing it. Like Rohit rightly uh, hinted towards it. He was very close. It is an intense desire to do something wrong in spite of knowing it. That is temptation. By the way, I should say temptations are not always wrong or bad. There are some good temptations as well. By the way, these good temptations need not have any discussion because it is obvious and each one of us anyway know the good results of good temptations. The main problem of today's discussion is, we're going to focus on the bad temptations, which actually drag our consciousness down, which actually degrade our consciousness. And any good temptations that you already have, it's most welcome, and actually you should try to get tempted by those good temptations again and again and again in your life. So I think, hopefully, by the end of this session, we will understand what is temptations and also we can get some details about what are good temptations and how can we follow some good temptations. Actually temptations are like mirage. You know what is a mirage? When you go to a desert and when you look far into the desert, you feel as if there is a water at a distance. That is because of the mirage. But when you actually start going forward, you start walking towards it, you will see that the water is also moving away from you. So that is not water, but illusory water. It appears that there is water, but there is no water. So similarly, these temptations, they appear very, very beautiful and appealing they give us a hope that there is so much of pleasure and enjoyment but when we try to approach and we try to seek some happiness and pleasure through these temptations unfortunately there is no pleasure in it so that is like mirage so temptations are like mirage and we all know the greatest temptations of Adam we know that forbidden apple and uh, Satan came and told Adam hey why don't you eat that apple the apple is wonderful oh but uh, Adam said I can't eat it because God has told me not to eat it then Satan told what did he say God has told you not to eat it because if you eat that apple you will become God and he doesn't want you to become God and listening to that Satan that is how Adam got tempted and he ate that apple so we all have some tempters Around us in our environment what do I mean by tempters tempters are some triggers which are there in the environment can you give me some examples of tempters which actually tempt you you know what I get tempted by I get tempted by sweets when I see sweets I just get so tempted I cannot control myself it's very difficult I try my best But I just cannot, I really fail at controlling myself when it comes to sweets. What about you? Okay Rohit also, yeah I know Rohit, all those old folk days. (laughs) So temptations are like that you know. So my tempter is sweets, when I see sweets I just cannot get rid of them, that temptation. What about you? What are your tempters? What really tempts you? What are certain things that really, you know, give you that push and, you know, they make you tempted? For me, it is sweet. And of course, music also, some good music as well. Ha ha! Now, here are the real answer. And I think this is one thing we should all agree. And that is money. <laughs> money is sweeter than honey. So that is the most tempting thing that we can ever have. Yeah, I completely agree with that Rohit. And then here Vivek says that coffee, okay, for Vivek coffee is very tempting. And sneakers, <laughs> okay, that's good. As long as you are actually going for a job and doing some exercise, sneaker temptation is good. But coffee, tempting with temptation of coffee is not good. And Entangled Mind says that, yeah, 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 snacks and coffee and social media. I completely agree with that social media thing. Everybody is so hooked on to social media. And uh, including myself, I don't say that it is tempting, but definitely uh, I get, uh, I spend some time these days uh, on social media and I really want to get rid of that. So yes, there are so many different tempters. (laughs) <laughs> notification light on home, actually I completely understand that, uh, in the, one of our earlier session uh, just recently we had and that was on focus, how to be focused, we very elaborately discussed about different types of distractions and one of the distractions that we all face and the most powerful distraction that we all face is the notification distraction and we all get so tempted by those notification we just want to get into it we just want to know more about that temptation what is that notification and by chance if that notification is from your boyfriend or a girlfriend that's it then the temptation temptation is just going to increase more and more and more devanju good evening and welcome to the show yes rohit chau early morning sleep That morning Brahma Murata time, everybody when we are actually supposed to wake up, that is the time that we really get deep sleep. And that alarm rings and then we get so tempted by our sleep, we just want to put it down. So there are so many tempters. Yes, come on, all of you are listening to this. Let me get some more examples. What are the different types of tempters? Okay, Sleep is a tempter, coffee and snacks is a tempter, notification is a tempter, What else so broadly speaking if we analyze that the tempters can be related to food the food that we eat and uh, there are so many varieties of things available for the tongue to get to gratify the tongue it's unlimited actually and then we all get tempted by uh, Some new trailer that is coming up of a movie. moment you watch the trailer that you get tempted and you want to watch that movie first day, first show. There are so many people who get tempted by the trailers. Isn't it? Then wonderful music. Sometimes uh, there is so nice soothing music and based on your nature. uh, It may be pop music or rock music or some uh, melodious uh, instrumental music. So music is also a tempter. And then we have the fragrance I'm sure Uh, welcome Zoya Faruki. welcome to the show so then we have fragrance you know the sense of smelling there are so many wonderful smells and we get tempted by the smells by the way what kind of a smell tempts you what kind of a smell tempts you you know I get tempted by the smell of petrol (laughs) I know you must be laughing at it but then I get really tempted by the smell of that petrol and since childhood I know whenever I used to go to the petrol I used to sit on the bike I used to get that smell I really used to relish that smell of a petrol I don't know if you also like it (laughs) yeah so uh, entitled mind says uh, petrichor okay that's nice what does make us Get tempted toward a particular thing. Yes, now we are going to definitely get into the science of temptation very soon. But I just want to give you different varieties of tempters, triggers which actually tempt us. What about anger? You know, there are many people who get tempted to display their anger. And uh, at any small instance, people just want To become angry they get tempted by anger and they want to display that anger there are some people who get tempted to punish I don't know if you are aware of this but then there are so many people who actually good evening Zineering and welcome to the show so you see that there are people who get tempted to punish and there are some people who actually get tempted by challenges in life there are so many intellectual people who get tempted by solving some riddles and solving some problems moment they see some riddles and puzzles they really get tempted to solve it so there are some people who are into coding and uh, all that software development they are heavy into all these kind of temptations i do these are intellectual temptations and what about controlling people like people like Hitler, people like uh, Alexander the Great, they wanted to rule and capture and control the people all over the world. So that is also a temptation. Many times the husband wants to control the wife, the wife controls the husband. So there are children who control the parents. So there are all different types of controls. So people get tempted to control other people. So that is also a kind of temptation. And each one of us had that. And I think there is one greatest temptation and we cannot deny that and that is the temptation of the attraction between opposite sex a man get attracted to a woman and a woman get attracted to a man so there is temptation and that's the highest temptation in this material world so my dear friends if you analyze carefully all the different surroundings that you actually get into they are filled they are all filled with different types of tempters, and there are triggers which actually tempt us. And by engaging in those temptations, it may so happen that we may degrade our consciousness. So, that is the reason it is very important to discuss this particular topic today that we have battling sensations, battling temptations. Because once we understand the process, how to overcome these temptations. When we understand how these temptations function within our system of body and mind it becomes very clear to us that is the reason I earlier told you that it is a science to understand how to overcome temptation is a science because we are going to understand it with reference to our body and mind today. And uh, i should mention that today's discussion from now onwards is going to be a mental exercise for all of you it's going to be intellectual exercise for all of you we are really going to churn and that is the reason i want all of you to be completely focused and uh, before i really miss this point in case if there is a technical problem and the session gets ended just in case I am going to go live immediately and you can join me back. Okay. All right. Great. Wonderful. So now, you know, there is a very beautiful uh, quote by Lord Bernard Shaw. Lord Bernard Shaw once uh, very nicely said, I don't resist temptations because I don't engage with bad things. I repeat that again. I don't resist temptations Because I don't engage with bad things. So now let us understand how these temptations work. Like we discussed just a few minutes ago that there are so many tempters. What are tempters? Actually, there are sense objects. They are nothing but sense objects. We all have five senses. We all have five senses and all these five senses have their respective sense objects. For example, a beautiful form of a man or a woman or a beautiful scenery is a sense object for the eyes. The sense object for the nose is a fragrant smell of a flower. The sense object for the ear is the beautiful music, soothing music the sense object for the tongue is the nice, wonderful, tasty dish that you like. So each of our senses have a sense object. So these sense objects are nothing but triggers. So we have these external triggers. So what happens now, when the sense objects, they come in contact with the senses, the sense... The senses they send and create a stimulus within the body and that stimulus is sent to the mind. So the mind when receives the stimulus from the sensors these five senses it responds to the stimulus. But the mind does not independently respond the mind goes to the intelligence. So when the senses get the stimulus and they send the stimulus to the mind. The mind takes this stimulus from the senses and then consult with our intelligence, the knowledge bank that we have and decides whether should engage or should not engage in this particular sense object that is coming. So now what does the mind do Is the mind after consulting the intelligence Response to the senses and that is how the senses enjoy the different sense objects. I know it is little... Okay, great. Thank you so much, Sarsha, for that comment. So now what happens is, what is the duty of the intelligence is, intelligence acts like a bridge. It acts like a bridge between the stimulus that is created by the senses and the response of the mind. So between the stimulus from the senses and the response of the mind, the bridge between them is the intelligence, the knowledge bank that you have. And that is very, very, very crucial, very, very important. So our intelligence, the knowledge bank that we have, what it does is the moment it gets the information of the stimulus from the mind, The intelligence will see this particular stimulus is an indicator or it's a motivator. So what is an indicator let me explain to you. So indicator is like hunger when the stomach feels hungry the stomach will send a stimulus a signal to the mind oh please feed something I am hungry. So that's an indication, that acts as an indicator. So mind tells the intelligence, Oh there is a signal coming from the stomach, should I feed? So the intelligence will think, ho, oh, oh, it is 2pm now and it is the right time for the stomach to be hungry. So it is not false hunger, it is true hunger. So then the intelligence will tell the mind, Go ahead, give the signal to the stomach and the senses and eat something. So that is a natural indicator. Similarly yawning, every night when before we sleep, we all yawn, right? Ha! When we yawn, yawn is nothing but an indicator that now you are feeling sleepy and you are going to sleep. So intelligence will understand, okay, it is 10 PM now and yawning is already there. That means it's it's an indicator that you are going to sleep. Welcome Amit Pandey, welcome to the show, thank you so much for joining and that is when similarly if you take another example, when you sneeze, when you sneeze, sneeze is nothing but an indicator that there is some foreign particle, there is some foreign element in your nose. So this indicator tells the intelligence, the intelligence analyzes this and tells the mind there is a foreign particle, immediately sneeze. And that is when you sneeze. So when you sneeze, the foreign particle goes out. Similarly, fever. When you get fever, fever is an indicator that there is a disease in the body. And intelligence responds immediately and nicely. So as long as this is done by the intelligence, absolutely no problem. But sometimes, it so happens that some of the stimulus Some sense objects are too tempting. They act like a motivator and not indicator. What do I mean by motivator? So when there is a signal, the stimulus from the senses, suppose there is a very beautiful person. You saw that person. Immediately the eyes, your eyes are sending a stimulus to the mind. And it is telling the mind, come on. Don't consult the intelligence now because the intelligence will tell you not to look at that beautiful person. Just ignore the intelligence and then just look at that beautiful person. So some stimulus act like motivators, and these motivators, they cover the mind, they influence the mind and they tell the mind not to consult the intelligence and just respond, just respond to my desires do not consult the intelligence and that is when when the mind stops consulting the intelligence we fall down we degrade we start taking wrong decisions if they, if in case if the mind tells no 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 the stimulus is wrong i am going to still going to consult the intelligence and then if the mind consults the intelligence but the intelligence has no information about how does the beautiful person look like and what are the consequences of all that, then that is also dangerous because now intelligence itself is paralyzed. In your knowledge bank there is no information about that beautiful person. So that may also lead to a corrupt signal and decision and the mind may just respond to the stimulus. I hope we are all staying on the same page and I hope that you are getting the point. So the intelligence can understand the stimulus as an indicator or as a motivator. If it is an indicator from your body, it's a natural and absolutely no problem. But if there are some temptations, which act like motivators, which tell your mind not to consult the intelligence, then that is the danger. That is very, very danger, a big danger actually. So that is the reason my dear friends at this point of time if you have any doubts and questions you can type that in the comment section. Unfortunately I think there is some issue with the call problem today and that's really unfortunate but I want to discuss a very important thing to all of you now. Now what happens is the mind most of the time is confused when it does not get any direction from our intelligence. Let us understand this. When a horse, when there is a horse and the horse suddenly hears a loud sound, like a gunshot or a thunderclap, the horse immediately bolts from that sound and struck with fear, the wild horse, it starts getting uh, wild and it starts uh, fleeing hither and thither and uh, trying to avoid that dangerous sound. So similarly what happens is, when we are all striving to live a very principled, centered life. It actually involves some abstaining from sensual pleasures. If you want to lead a very principled life, then uh, you have to abstain from certain sensual pleasures. And uh, that may result in thinking that, oh, oh, these temptations are very wrong. I completely want to bolt, I completely want to run away from the temptations. But my dear friends, if you frantically flee away from the temptations, it's not going to really help. Because you should know very clearly, no matter how fast you run away from the temptations, the temptations will catch up with you. The temptations will catch up with you. You know why? Because the temptations are not external. They, are not, they do not exist outside of you. They actually exist within you. The temptations are not outside. Most of the time we misunderstand and think... That the temptations are outside. The beautiful person is not a temptation. The beautiful smell is not a temptation. The temptations are actually within our own senses, within our own mind and within our own intelligence. And that is exactly what Bhagavad Gita also tells us. That the temptations, the desires are not external. They do not exist outside of us. They actually exist within us. And that is a very, very important point. So we cannot just run away from temptations because temptations are everywhere. See, just even hypothetically if you understand, if you take a situation where you uh, uh, can go into a million different places but every place you will find some temptations. So you just cannot avoid temptations. So then what is the solution? What do we do? So instead of running away from uh, from the temptations, what we can actually do is, we should understand that our consciousness, our consciousness is like a territory, it is your, uh, it is your plot, it is your uh, property, your consciousness is your property and you don't have to run away from your own property. If the temptations are trying to get inside your property, That doesn't mean that you have to run away from the temptations leaving your property. It is your duty and your responsibility that you face the temptations. You face the temptations and you protect your consciousness. So that is how important it is. So you don't have to run away from the temptations. It's very very important to understand this. So by the way now let us understand another very important thing. Although these temptations are existing outside of us, how does we get how do we get actually affected or we are influenced by these temptations? This is a very important science. Krishna very beautifully explains in the Bhagavad Gita second chapter, 62nd verse, he says that dhyto visayan so what happens here is When there are sense objects when there is a thought when there is a tempting thought that comes to you it is not a passing it's just a passing thought it comes to you you look at a beautiful person when you are getting to when you are going to the office you just look at that person you appreciate and you just go away that is not a problem But, when you get inside the metro and if you start still contemplating on that particular thought of having seen that beautiful person, you are still contemplating, oh, what a beautiful person I saw. Wish I could talk to that person. Wish I could have had some interaction. Wish I could actually be a friend of that person. So now, it is no more a passing thought, it has actually become a deep emotional connect. It has become a contemplative thought. You have already invested some emotions into that particular thought. So now what happens is, this is going to take a lot and lot of your energy. Now this is what is going to take away lot and lot of your energy. So how do we understand this now? So the contemplation, when you have a thought, a tempting thought, and when you contemplate on that thought, What happens is, it creates a very fertile soil. It creates a fertile soil for the temptations to grow. I repeat that again. When you start contemplating on a particular thought, it so happens that it creates a fertile soil for the temptation to grow within your own consciousness. And then when you start contemplating, your disposition towards that particular thought completely changes. Your disposition towards that particular temptation, it turns from zero tolerance to zero resistance. Let me explain this to all of you. By the way, do you have any questions and are we on the same page? (laughs) I know it's real taxing but it is very deep subject matter because we are dealing with our own mind which is so complex and I completely understand that uh, this is uh, actually uh, churning your mind and it is really churning your uh, intellect but please, please stay on to this thought because uh, it will really help you and really doesn't matter even if you don't understand certain points uh, you can always go back and listen to these thoughts and uh, it will help you again but... uh, Try to as much as possible, uh, listen to this and understand this. So what is contemplation? Let us understand, there is a thought, it is not a passing thought, you are actually investing your energy on thinking about that particular thought and you want to engage and understand more about that particular sensual object, that temptation, then It is contemplative thought. It is not a passing thought. So let us understand this little deeper, okay? It is a philosophical thing and it really is very, very important. Suppose there is a country which tells and which decides to ban all the illegal immigrants and they adopt a zero tolerance approach at immigration. I repeat that again. There is a country which uh, is so much uh, disturbed by all illegal immigrants and they have uh, adopted zero tolerance approach towards immigration. They just don't want to allow anybody any Tom, Dick and Harry into their country without verification. Just like when Trump got elected he wanted to build a wall between America And Mexico. He just didn't want any Mexicans to enter America just like that. And he made a big thing about it. He wanted to build a wall. Now, just imagine. When there is this zero tolerance adoption, zero tolerance uh, bill that is passed by a country not to allow any illegal immigrants Just imagine now, suppose there are some illegal immigrants, they approach at the border and they meet the soldiers and they start talking with these guards, the soldiers there and they very very sweetly, very nicely talk to the soldiers at the border. And if the soldiers really get tempted by the talks of these illegal immigrants. And they allow these people, these illegal immigrants to get inside the nation into that country. So what will happen is they are actually moving from zero tolerance to zero resistance just because of that sweet talking ability of those illegal immigrants. And that can lead to a dangerous situation in that country. It is very, very unhealthy. So, similarly, what happens, my dear friends, your consciousness is your territory and you have to guard your consciousness from these illegal immigrants called temptations. So, when these unhealthy temptations, they come and approach at the border of your consciousness, the temptations also can actually very sweetly talk They appear to be very, very pleasing, very, very pleasurable. And in fact, it is said that, you know, uh, they are so appealing that you start thinking that why should I resist myself from enjoying these temptations? I think by resisting these temptations, I am actually depriving myself of some enjoyment. So that is how we feel. Isn't it? Many times when the temptations come and knock at the door of your consciousness, they appear very, very pleasing. They are so pleasing that we completely focus on the pleasing attitude of these temptations and we don't see the consequence that follows that. And that is the very dangerous thing. So when the temptations are so pleasing, what happens is our focus is on that pleasing and pleasurable attitude and appearance of these temptations and not on the consequence and that's a danger. So what should we do is whenever there is a temptation and knocks at your consciousness instead of looking at that temptation as very pleasing You should actually analyze and consult your intelligence and immediately ask, is this temptation dangerous? What are the consequences of this dangerous, of this dangerous temptation? You look at a beautiful woman and the woman is coming and approaching you. It is really, really tempting. You really want to get engaged. You want to engage in that temptation, but then you have to consult your intelligence at this point of time. And if your intelligence is very powerful and has a good knowledge, especially scriptural knowledge, it will tell you, my dear friend, don't listen to this temptation because the consequences are dangerous. You may lose your reputation by engaging with this particular opposite sex. It is going to be dangerous. And I can quote so many different people, my dear friends. There are so many people who have got tempted and have lost their reputation. You know Tiger Woods, a great golfer, isn't it? Tiger Woods, such a great golfer, the number one golfer. But then he fell to a temptation of a woman and lost all his reputation as a sportsman. Also lost all his endorsements worth millions of dollars. What about Bill Clinton, the president of America? He got into an affair with Monica Lewinsky and you know he was impeached. So temptations can actually bring a lot of disrespect and so much of problems. So what happens is when there is a temptation, we get so bewildered by the beauty of the temptation but we don't actually look at the consequences Of those temptations and that is a problem are you all on the same page are you all getting it I hope you're enjoying it please 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 stay with me for some more time please tolerate with me (laughs) it is going to be a little taxing for all of you but really an important topic and it's a philosophical discussion that we're having I hope you're enjoying and if you're liking the session please hit that like button so That is how there are so many things happening. There are so many different temptations that are coming into our consciousness and they are trying to knock at us and we are getting bewildered by them. So there is a very beautiful analogy. I just want to share this with all of you. There is a very beautiful analogy given in the scriptures and it is very very interesting and related to temptations. There is... There are few living entities... ...which get tempted by one of their senses. There are certain living entities... ...which get tempted by one of their senses... ...and they end up giving up their life... ...they actually die... ...because of just one uncontrolled sense. And let me explain to you... ...this very beautiful thing. Let us understand this temptation... ...and it is so interesting... ...very interesting analogy. It is said... Patanga matanga Kuranga bringa meena pancham bhureva pancham Ekam pramati sakatam nahanyate Yasevate pancham bhureta panchate So what does this mean? It is very interesting. So patanga, patanga means some insects, some moths. If you carefully analyze there are some insects which are so attracted, they get so tempted by looking at light. Especially during the rainy season, these, uh, there are a lot of these insects, these moths, they get so attracted to the street light and when they get attracted to the street light they keep on going, banging to the street light and early morning when you look at them they are all fallen dead just below the lamppost. sometimes these patangas these, these insects they get so tempted by the uncontrolled sense of eyes the moths these insects have uncontrolled eyes they get tempted by the fire and they just enter into the fire and they die So, the insects have uncontrolled eyes. Let us go to the next one. Patanga, matanga. Matanga means elephant. An elephant also has an uncontrolled sense. And you know what is that uncontrolled sense of an elephant? The weakness of an elephant? The sense of touch. Elephants have a weakness of sense of touch. The very easy way to capture a male elephant is when a trained female elephant, a female elephant is trained in such a way that it goes and attracts the male elephant and it attracts in such a way that there is already a big ditch that is created and this female elephant leads that male elephant into the ditch and it falls and gets trapped into the ditch. That is how wild elephants are caught. If you are not aware, this is for your information. Many people catch wild elephants by using this method of training the female elephants. This is called honey trap. (laughs) If you are aware of this, honey trap is even used in our own human existence also. There are many times when many people are honey trapped especially big businessmen and politicians are honey trapped by the opposite people who are enemies and uh, they bring down the reputation of people so we have to be very careful about these honey traps so uncontrolled sense of touch it wants to enjoy sex with the female elephant and that is how because of the uncontrolled sense of touch the male elephants get trapped so that is patanga matanga and the third is Kuranga, kuranga means deer, we all have heard about deer, you know the hunter when he wants to catch a deer, the very very easy way to catch a deer is to play wonderful melodious music on a flute, when a hunter plays beautiful melodious music on a flute, the deer is very very attracted and tempted by the melodious music. So the deer gets tempted by this melodious music and starts going towards the hunter and then the hunter takes an arrow and kills the deer. So that is how the deer is caught. That is how the deer gets caught. So the deer has uncontrolled sense of hearing, uncontrolled ears. So we have finished patanga, matanga, khuranga bringa bringa means bumblebee you know there is this bumblebee the bumblebee gets tempted by the fragrance of beautiful flowers it is so tempted that sometimes this bumblebee gets inside the flower and it nicely sleeps inside the flower and the flower closes and then the bringa that the bee, the bumblebee dies within the flower just because of that uncontrolled sense of smell. So, patanga, matanga, ghuranga, bringa. So, so we have finished the insects, the moths, which have uncontrolled eyes. Matanga, the elephants have uncontrolled sense of touch. And the deer has uncontrolled ears. And the, the bumblebee has uncontrolled, uncontrolled, yes, uncontrolled nose, the sense of smell. And then, Meena hata pancham bhuveta pancham Meena Meena means fish. A fish has an uncontrolled sense of taste. You know how the fishes are caught? If you have uh, experience anytime or you have an experience of catching fish what do you do? Actually there is that gull and then there is that uh, easy that earthworm is there. You fix that earthworm to the gull and you put that into the water. So the fish, the moment it sees that earthworm, that trap is there, what happens is it gets so tempted by the earthworm to eat that earthworm. Oh my God. That it immediately goes and then wants to taste it but it doesn't see that there is that hook which is going to catch, which is going to Hold the fish and it's going to get trapped by that gull. So the fish has uncontrolled tongue. The fish has uncontrolled tongue. So difficult situation it is. My god, very difficult. So I was telling you that how in our scriptures that we give a very they give us a very beautiful analogy of different living entities which get attracted by one uncontrolled senses and actually give up their life patanga matanga bringa pancham ekam pramati panchate so we discuss about patanga that insects we discuss about how they get tempted by the sight and the matanga the elephant gets attracted by the opposite sex then the uh, Kuranga, the deer get attracted, attracted and get tempted, tempted by the music, the melodious music, and the bumblebee gets attracted by the smell of fragrant flowers, and the fish get attracted by the taste. And that is how it gets hooked on to the gull and it gives up its life. So that is how the fish get attracted by food, the uncontrolled taste. So now just imagine if these different animals or living entities, if they get trapped by being tempted by just one uncontrolled sense, imagine we human beings, we human beings have all our five uncontrolled senses. All our five senses are so uncontrolled and we get tempted in different directions all the time. That is our precarious condition actually. It is so precarious. My God. It is so dangerous actually. If these five different living entities die because of one uncontrolled sense, by a temptation of one uncontrolled sense, we human beings are having all our five senses uncontrolled. When you are actually in a movie theater, just analyze this, in a movie theater, all your five senses are engaged. Practically all your five senses. Your eyes are looking at the screen. You are listening to the music. Your tongue and your nose is uh, eating the popcorn and smelling the popcorn. And if there is a recliner, you are also getting the sense of beautiful nice touch. So all your five senses are getting satisfied. In a theater. That is how it is. So these uh, sense control. If at all you want to really... Uh, overcome temptations then controlling the senses is very very important in fact many people get so tempted by food and they become obese they increase the weight and because of uh, obesity they die because of blockage in the heart and so many things and so many problems people die because of obesity uncontrolled sense of eating and these days, because of earphones, people are so tempted to listen to the music. People are having hearing loss. People are having vision loss. And there are so many other diseases which comes because of uncontrolled senses. So these are very dangerous things. So let me now give another very, very interesting and important direction or angle to understand how these temptations work how these temptations are really affecting us very very important so now saying no to the temptation doesn't mean anything really much because We don't have that intensity to say no. Many times we say, oh, there is a temptation. I will say, oh, I don't want to get involved or engage in that temptation. But you know what? Deep within, we have that lingering thought of somehow to be engaged and enjoy that particular sense object, that temptation. Just imagine now. If you know a person who is very close to you, And uh, he has succumbed to so many temptations especially some unworthy temptations and he comes and confesses in front of you and he tells you my dear friend you know I have got into all these troubles and all these wrongdoings and I really uh, apologize and uh, I promise that I will never get into again these kind of temptations but then when this friend of yours has taken a promise and then he apologizes but in spite of that you still see that same pattern of repeatedly getting tempted tempted by the same old things. When you see this pattern in him, no matter what he says, you will not take that person seriously, isn't it? You will will think, oh, this person anyway is just going to talk and still going to do the same old things. You will never take him seriously. But now, if you actually turn the flashlight on ourselves we may find a similar difference between our own words and actions. Many times we say so many things, but our actions really do not match what we say. That is because what we say is just mere words. When we say, no, no, I'm not going to succumb to a temptation. They are actually mere words. And such words are just tongue deep they are not heart deep I repeat that again most of our words are tongue deep not heart deep they just lie within our tongue and they really don't come out from our heart most of our words and most of the speech that we do so my dear friends at this point we should know that actually it doesn't mean that we are hypocritical don't think that you are hypocritical every time that you say something and you are acting something. No. It just means that our convictions are not very deep. They are not deep enough. So we need to intensify our convictions to overcome these temptations. So many times when we uh, take the resolve of uh, you know not doing something or not getting tempted by something. It often so happens that deep within we have that notion that that temptation is really enjoyable. We have a hope that this temptation is going to give me some pleasure. This temptation is going to give me some happiness. And that is very true actually. That is very, very true. And unless we get a higher taste, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita 2nd chapter 59th verse, if you want to give up lower test, taste, if you want to give up lower pleasures, you need to absorb yourself in higher pleasures. It is very, very important. So now to abstain from these lower pleasures... It is important that we have to give up certain unwanted lower temptations and at initial stage all these lower temptations when you try to abstain from them you may actually feel oh what is this everybody is enjoying and I am depriving myself all these dif- different temptations. I am so much self depriving of all this enjoyment and pleasure. Why should I do so? You know let me also enjoy. So these kind of thoughts will come in our consciousness. But we should really be very sharp and we should always see that these temptations will not give us everlasting happiness. These temptations will never give us everlasting happiness. That's the reason we should always strengthen our intelligence. It is very very important. It is said that, you know, we should learn to protect our own fences that protect us. You know, there are fences. We all have fences. Sometimes it is important to protect the fences. Let me explain this to you. When you protect your fences, you actually are keeping temptation at a healthy distance. You are keeping them away just imagine if your neighborhood is filled with robbers you know your area is filled with robbers and robbery is very common theft is very common in your area so naturally you will build a very strong fence isn't it? so you will have a very strong compound wall you will have a very strong fence around your home now building a strong fence it does not mean that you distrust distrust your own ability to defend yourself and it also doesn't mean that you don't believe in your neighbors. No, it just means that having a strong fence means that you are actually not underestimating the dangers from the thieves. So just like now there are some physical fences that we put around our home, there can also be some behavioral fences. We can put around our consciousness. We can have some mental fences, some behavioral fences, so that we can protect our consciousness from the temptations. The temptations are like thieves. Just imagine now what is this behavioral behavioral fence? Suppose there is a drunkard and he is actually uh, overcoming and he overcoming the temptation of the fences and he's under treatment. He wants to really get rid of uh, drinking alcohol. So when there is a cocktail party, an invitation to a cocktail party. Now this kind of behavioral temptation will help him. When you have a behavioral mental fence that no no I am not going to encourage any such invitations of cocktail party then he will be really happy actually. So similarly it so happens that there are so many urges within us within our body and our senses and our mind there are many urges and many times we want to keep our consciousness away from these tempting objects just like the tortoise. You know the tortoise when there is a danger it withdraws its legs inside into the shell and it protects itself. So similarly we should also using our intelligence when we see there is a danger in a particular temptation we should withdraw our five senses and protect with the shield of our intelligence, it's very 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 important. So that is how we should develop our intelligence and protect ourselves and have a very very strong boundaries, mental boundaries which can really protect us from these temptations. And especially these days, you know what? you know many times we have this, uh, uh, this uh, thieves, these temptations right within our own mobile phones. The mobile phones uh, in this high tech digital culture that we have, we need to have digital fences also because there is every possibility that uh, the digital media, the social media can lead us and tempt us uh, into so many unwanted things. And it is very essential that we erect some uh, strong fences, a digital wall to keep away from all these different temptations. We should uh, actually have some net filter which will help us not to getting into some unordinate uh, and unnecessary websites and unnecessary uh, temptations. It's very very important. So like that there are so many wonderful things that I can discuss but at this point of time I really want to ask all of you, do you have any question At this point of time, do you have any questions for me? If you have any questions you can type in or you can feel free to call. I think if you have an interaction that will be really nice. If some of you are listening to this and if you want to call, you can feel free to call. You can click that uh, type button and we can have a nice uh, interaction. So if you have any doubts, feel free to ask questions. Let it not be just one-sided thing, uh, let it be an interactive thing so that I can also understand that you are getting the points that I am sharing with all of you. So is there any uh, thing that you want to know or understand before I, got, I proceed to the next section of the discussion? Okay let us discuss some practical things. See when there is a temptation that comes to you and knocks at the door of your consciousness it is very important instead of saying that no 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 I am not going to fall trap or I am not going to get trapped by this temptation all throughout my life. Instead of taking that kind of resolution, it is important to just tell your mind, let me not entertain this temptation right now. Let us not engage in this temptation right now. Deal with your temptations, not for a long time, but for a short period of time. That will really help you. Let me explain to you. When the thief comes to rob, if you have a very nice strong fence, a bolt, a latch and the thief finds it little difficult also to get inside your home, he will just think okay just leave, let's just leave this home and go to the next house and try to steal there. So many times when the temptations come. If you just can resist those temptations for a short while it is going to help you very very easily because the temptation will come and it will go away. Most of our temptations are short lived. You know that? Our temptations are like spikes. The spike is very very intense but they live for a very short time. So when a temptation actually come to you. If you can resist those temptations for just a short time, the temptations will fade away very gradually and very immediately actually. And then you will see that most of your temptations that you have are actually very easy to overcome and they were just situational. Some temptations are just environmental and situational. They come because you are placed in a certain environment and the moment you are out of that environment. You are free from the temptation. So we should analyze the temptations in such a way that you don't immediately indulge in those temptations, rather resist them at least for a short time. Then that will really, really help you. It is very important. By the way, I know there's a big challenge. Most of the time we succumb to the temptations that come. There are different phases There are different phases that we undergo while overcoming these temptations. And this is very interesting my dear friends. Let let us discuss this important point and uh, pay attention to this. It is a very important uh, point I want to share with all of you. So by the way Vivek, can you just call now and let us discuss something. I want to talk to you. Let's see, uh, that may, uh, you know, there is some interaction before I actually get into some discussion. Okay. Okay, just try now if you can. Uh, Try to call, if you can dial in right now, just three. Okay, great. Now I think, yes, you are able to. Okay, great, 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 okay. Wonderful. Hello. Yes. Good evening, Vivek. Good. Wonderful that you could join here. Wonderful. Yes. Yes, Prabhu. This is a wonderful uh, session that has been going on for quite some time. Uh, I I just had a you know a thought just uh, running on top of my mind. Okay. Would like to you know our mind you know it should be protected like a fort. It should be uh, kept strong, with strong boundaries and all that. Yes, I do completely agree on that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, temptations are something that is, you know, it keeps kicking in very often. Yes. And even we, we, though we try to, you know, uh, to resist mm-hmm. in a very short while, mm-hmm. it is definitely going to come back. So, so I just want to know, like, you know, how how do we actually tackle this? Because it's, it's never easy to uh, you, you know uh, to God or my 24 hours around the clock yes absolutely a uh, very good question uh, thank you so much for asking this question and I think uh, even others who are listening to this uh, will get benefit uh, from this question that you have asked it is really very interesting question that you asked Vivek so what happens is uh, whenever we have uh, some temptations temptations are really very appealing And we feel that if I don't engage or indulge in enjoying this particular temptation, it may lead for self-deprivation. Generally, the mind says that, oh, if you don't indulge in this temptation, you are losing out so much fun. Isn't it? Everybody else is enjoying and I am losing so much of fun. So that is how the mind tells us. So now when there is a temptation and then the temptation is really strong the very best method or the best way is actually to have a very strong absorption in something higher and especially if you have a spiritual bent of mind it is really going to help you. If you have a burning desire to achieve your goals if you have a burning desire to achieve something great in life it is very important that we actually not succumb to these temptations and overcome these temptations. So now what happens when these temptations come it is important that these stimulus that is created in our senses has to be controlled by the intelligence. Let me give you a very beautiful example. So now what happens is, let us take an analogy of a chariot. Okay? So now, uh, this uh, analogy is actually given in the Upanishads and it is a very beautiful analogy to understand our whole mind-body system. Imagine, all of you, that there is a chariot with five horses and then there is this uh, reams, the ropes, which are connected to the... Which are tied to the five horses. And the reins are actually held... By the intelligence. And the intelligence is the driver. So now... There is a passenger... Who is actually the real self... That is the soul... Which is within you... That is actually you. And this whole chariot is the body. So now we have these five senses... We have the mind which is the reins, And the driver... The intelligence that we have and the passenger who is the soul within this body so now what happens is just imagine if the five horses start running in different direction what will be the situation of the passenger I mean he will be in a terrible situation I mean he will be in a very fearful situation because the five horses are running in different directions and the driver has no control over them the driver is weak So that is a precarious condition. So now in order to have a smooth ride on the chariot, it is important that we control the five horses. So similarly, in order to control and lead a very peaceful life, the very first thing is we need to regulate our five senses. The five senses are our eyes, our ears, our nose, our touch and our taste, tongue. So when we control and regulate our five senses, by the help of the reins, which is the mind, but the reins itself are under the control of the driver who is the intelligence. So now we have to feed the driver. What do I mean by feeding the driver? We have to feed our intelligence with spiritual knowledge. When we feed our intelligence with spiritual knowledge, our driver, our intelligence becomes stronger. So now, the intelligence will have the discriminative power. It really discriminates between what are good temptations and what are bad temptations. And anyway, good temptations will really lead to help you in achieving that supreme, wonderful goal that you have set. But whereas bad temptations can really create havoc in the life. So That is the reason As all of you are listening to this talk what is happening is you are actually feeding your intelligence right now. All this wonderful knowledge is getting registered into your knowledge bank. And every time there is a temptation that you face what your mind does is it will consult your intelligence and your intelligence in turn will look up into the knowledge bank oh yes There is a knowledge, this is how this temptation is going to trap me. You know the consequence, the intelligence will see that the consequence of getting engaged or indulging in this particular temptation is dangerous, then immediately the intelligence will send signal to the mind, the mind in in turn will send signal to the senses, And the sensuals will resist the temptations. So the best way to actually understand temptations and to deal with temptation is to completely absorb ourselves in gaining more and more knowledge and increasing our knowledge bank and especially the spiritual knowledge. Because without spiritual knowledge, without absorbing ourselves in understanding what is spiritual knowledge, it is difficult to overcome temptations. Only when you get higher taste... You give up the lower taste. That is exactly what Krishna is saying saying in the Bhagavad Gita. He is saying that... Mm -hmm. You can achieve that param that higher intelligence... Only when you get that higher intelligence. You can give up the lower pleasures... Only when you get the higher pleasure. When you get a higher taste, you will give up the lower taste. When you want a cycle, you are very much interested in the cycle. You are bothering your parents. Yes, I want a cycle. You get a cycle. But moment you get the bike, you will give up the cycle. Moment you get a car, you will give up the bike. So, whenever you get a higher taste, you give up the lower taste. So, similarly, uh, Eagle, uh, I think you tried calling me. You can call me if you have any questions. No problem. In case uh, anyone of you also... Have any uh, questions, doubts, you can feel free to ask questions. By the way, uh, uh, Vivek, uh, I hope that answers your question. Yes, yes, Prabhu. Thank you so much. Okay, and uh, Eagle is saying that uh, there is no sound. So am I still audible to all of you? I'm, I'm audible to Vivek, but am I audible to all of you? Let me type and ask Vivek. Vivek, is there anything that you want to ask? Yeah, but I think our listeners are not able to listen to us actually. It's only we both who are interacting again. (laughs) I'll hang up. Okay, let's see. Uh, Okay, so. Okay, am I still audible to all of you? Vivek, you can just uh, reply in case uh, if I am still audible. I don't know why this uh, issue is happening today. Okay, great. So Vivek is able to hear me. Is that the case with all of you also? I see on my list uh, there is uh, Borotu, Malikar Juna Rao. Uh, thank you so much for joining. We have Shafali Verma, we have Girish Swami, we have uh, Pulkit Goyal, Josuna Tripathi, and uh, Yesh Boro, Jatin, Pamela, Ritesh Gupta, Ronak. I see so many of them on the list actually. Uh, but I just want to ensure that uh, I'm audible because I just won't want all of you to miss that all that we're sharing here. So, looks like there is an issue and there is a problem again. So, Vivek, uh, am I still audible to you? Okay, looks like only Vivek is there. Okay. Anyway, let us continue this uh, Vivek and let me wind up uh, with this last few things so that, uh, you know, we can actually put this uh, session on the show and people can listen to it later. Okay. So I just want to mention one last very interesting point with all of you that there are four stages of dealing with our uh, temptations. The very first stage is like you earlier mentioned, most of the time when the temptation comes, we immediately succumb to those temptations. So that is called effortless defeat. I mean you could not even resist for a moment. You just succumbed to that temptation immediately. So that is called effortless defeat. But gradually when you start practicing some uh, spiritual processes, it so happens that it will lead to the next stage. You will gain some strength by practicing spiritual practices and by meditation. You will struggle and defeat So there is a stage called struggle and defeat. You are still struggling with the temptations, you are trying to overcome but you are getting defeated. That is still better, earlier you were, uh, uh, it was an effortless defeat but now it is struggle and defeat. At least you are struggling now but you are getting defeated. But as you really progress in your spiritual life and you develop a spiritual taste, it so happens that you move on to the next stage. And that is struggle and victory. So you are struggling with the temptations. But then there are moments of victory. You have actually overcome certain temptations. And that is amazing feeling. You have struggled. There is still that struggle. But you have actually become victorious by overcoming certain temptations. And then finally, when you continue your spiritual journey and you're becoming stronger and stronger in your own spiritual life, the fourth stage and that stage is effortless victory. You reach a stage when you see a temptation, you will easily overcome that temptation. You don't even get bothered or disturbed by those temptations. And our intention and our goal should reach to is to be is to reach that final stage of effortless victory. So that is what we have to gradually evolve from effortless defeat to struggle and defeat to struggle and victory and finally to effortless victory. So this is how we move in our journey of overcoming temptations. So I know there are few wonderful things that we have understood today, we have shared today in our discussion today but there was some technical glitch, please uh, excuse me for those things and going forward we will definitely discuss many more aspects of uh, temptations and how to control the mind and there are many more wonderful things that we want to share and uh, tomorrow there is another very interesting thing Uh, and uh, I will soon let you know it's going to be an open talk with all of you I just want to have an open discussion with all of you and if you have any doubts any questions you can feel free to ask so tomorrow is going to be an open talk let's see uh, how this goes and um, see you again tomorrow thank you so much for joining thank you really for being here patiently and listening to me thank you so much take care Hare Krishna. Good night.